0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash/host.
1: This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jackins. And
2: welcome once again to the HJ Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, Keith Hackett came in, the former Premier League Mm. referee and head of referees. Yeah. Um, he's got a new book out hasn't he with Paul Trevely in. you are the ref well he is the ref <laughs> well, he is, if, he,
1: if he isn't the ref who is <laughs> it's, it's a fascinating book I think fans love it so, yeah they're yeah. great they're great that was good uh, uh, what, else? what else Martin Kellner of course he was good he was good, he was good. and uh, we, had, we had a little oh, bit of a had, chat we had a
2: chat you know, we always do that's yeah. kind of what we're here for really, well, basically it, really. so anyway <laughs> no extra rude clip to downforce everybody no. was very well behaved yeah. but here it is <laughs>
1: Did you burst into tears when Maratta scored, or, or was it just him? <laughs> well, i just written down, we, we won't be scoring anything if we play till next Thursday, and then he put it in, so there you go. Yeah. I mean, it was a... F- I I feel for him really because you know he's obviously really suffering mentally. There's mm. no, it's not a joke, you know, you can tell but, because the, that wasn't the normal reaction to that. I mean he scored in the second game against Arsenal. Mm. So it's not that long, but it, it, you know that was mm. the one last night was his ninth big miss in four games. So yeah. you know that his confidence is shot. But normally if you if you score a goal for a long time like remember Torres, you'd go mad, you'd celebrate, you'd be yeah, pleased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't. He didn't react in the way. So you think, oh, this boy's really got. Is there a lot
2: problems. of love for him? I mean, the, the fans are still with him, are they? <sighs> I think they are because I think. You know, I
1: think mostly we're talking about. For yeah, goodness sake. of course, he's played in three Champions League yeah, finals. He yeah. scored in the final. Mm. You know, he's, he is a good player. But you know, the the miss last night. It was one of those misses that I just. I, I basically I was watching it how I didn't go to the game and I. I wound it back, and down. I had to look at it again <clears throat> because you just, it, it, this was harder to miss. It, yeah. If you said to him, "Put that wide," he, he'd probably put it in. <laughs> but in the end, he, he, he took it. It was a good finish. But what happens is when <clears throat> when you don't score like that early, then it makes the game yeah. much harder. It was the same in the game in Pauk. It, it it makes the next game against Southampton as the game against West Ham much more difficult <clears throat> because you had to play much harder. Hazard had to come on. You know, they had to really put a lot of effort in. Yeah. Just to beat. And they were all right. They weren't a bad team. But if Chelsea had scored when they should have done, Emerson and Morata had two great chances. They would be 2-0 after about 25 minutes. Game over. Relax. Yeah. You know. yeah. So, yeah, um, it's, it's a difficult one. Having watched Batshuayi the other night, though, mm. uh, against United... I, I am a bit surprised they let him go because, I, you know, I think he's you know, just as good and he can finish, so there you go. Um, nice result for Arsenal. Very um, good. They're going the well, are they? Well, they'll
2: be thinking. Yeah. Well, they're not, actually. They are, they're, they're winning, mm-hmm. but the Arsenal fans, are, mm-hmm. a bit of correspondence with an Arsenal fan yesterday, he was sort of saying, blimey, think, think how we'll be doing when we're actually quite, <laughs> playing quite well.
1: No, I mean, absolutely. they gave up chances to go. Oh, Carrague. they've done that all the time. You know, they're, they're But they've won eight in a row, and you yeah. can't do more than that. No. And what they've got is, you know... What Chelsea could do with—they've got two good strikers. Mm. But they didn't—they did you know, they they didn't play them last. Night. But no, they—they yeah, they they got ahead head of steam up. Yeah. They, the Hungarian uh, Prime Minister Viktor Orbán was watching last night from the right wing, obviously. Oh, and okay, did, yeah, yeah. And, thought, you know, and nice. then one of the Russian hackers—did you see this? Uh, play mm. for Security Services football team in the sort of Sunday League. Did he? Yeah. Apparently for a pub team, the Hammer and Sickle. They're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the bar afterwards, they say, what's your poison? They're probably not. No, don't think that's a bit dark, Andy. But there we are. Um, there you go. <laughs> Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez, he's at the end of his tether. Yeah. Like it's all someone else's fault and he hasn't been an overpaid waste of money. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. These players fascinate you. And I see Loris Carius is still suffering mm. from concussion, poor mm. lad. It's a shame, isn't it? Did you see that one he did in the UA? Yeah, uh, he's, he's he chucked he? one in, didn't he? He did, yes, basically. Yeah, just, he's, uh, uh, he's, he's mystic he's and bleak. Quite. It's not quite left him yet, has it? No, not quite. Um, Anything else? Uh, I am quite fascinated by this. You know, the the royal family made a... Prince Harry made a light remark about possibly Hmm. going to Butlin's. It's become like this thing about that they're actually going to Butlins, you know, what, that, Newcastle. No, Prince Harry. Oh, and, sorry, sorry <laughs> yeah. I got lost. You, I
2: thought it was there. Uh, Mike Ashley yeah, is Prince all Harry's the
1: going to Butlins with Newcastle. Oh, okay. you know, Mike That'd Ashley's paying for. It. I can see him and Jamal ourselves <laughs> having a drink together. Why not? They'll have a great evening. But it's amazing how yeah. the how the papers work. So it's like all these articles about like they're going to be actually there. Yeah, it was nothing, it, They're not going for a nine pound fifty holiday to Butlins. They're not. And wouldn't uh, that be a nice
2: touch, though, Andy? Yeah, but I've always thought a great. That's a great. <laughs> Knowing what a snob you are! What a great documentary that would be to send you on one of those one pound caravan holidays in the no sun thanks. pull out. I just, I mean, it'd be gold, mate. But be, you'd become a kind of, you'd be doing all the reality shows, you'd be on, you'd probably be a judge on a. Simon Cowell would snap you up. You'd be better than Ada. Right, you know, why not?
1: Yeah. what oh, it can be worse. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it'd be, honestly, it, it could really take off. Yeah. It could really, your career could take off just by making a fool of yourself for an
1: hour on, say, on Channel 4. It's very unlikely, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, Ava Jacobs, no relation, right. wrote to The Sun today. She said, Harry could do worse than a butler. Like, They're not going. I took my children when they were young, and we always have fun. I'm sure you did. What a great advert for British holidays it would be if the royal couple went on one. They're not. <laughs> They're not going to oh, be what, going to Butlins. What a lovely move, though! Wouldn't it be a great thing? She's
2: from humble stock, isn't she? She's, she's probably had a trailer know, on. I'm, I'm she's watching, probably got a caravan on brick somewhere in the country. In I'm the watching States. this
1: wonderful program about the Queen, Queen of the world, and uh, it's a brilliant program. And uh, they're going on a 53-country Commonwealth tour to yeah. re- recreate what the Queen did when she first, you know, uh, took took office, sort of thing. And uh, you know, I don't think Butlins is included somehow. <laughs> It might be. It depends which Butlins it is. I mean, Butlins Antigua. Yeah. I don't know if they've
2: got one in Antigua. Well, I have no idea. They might have. But they should go on holiday, Andy. Now you've sown the seed, or the, I think it would be great if they just had a nice long weekend or a nice caravan park in Walton on the nays just, just, you know,
0: just showed that they're with it. normal you know, it's people. fine,
2: yeah. yeah. Fine, good. But you know they won't be. No, OK, you're probably right. <laughs> now, our August chairman, let me tell you about this, mm. he may have been too clever for his own good. Because um, last season, in the the Champions League, as Tottenham fans, uh, they've rewarded us for Mm. paying up front by giving us a discounted rate for all three tickets in the Champions League. Mm. I was paying about £95 for my three tickets. This year, uh, they decided they they couldn't do that. I think nominally because they said, oh, Mm. we didn't know that all the games were going to be at... Wembley. Well, that's strange because I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. So it would have made it so difficult to do the package. Mm. So instead, we'll charge you about forty quid more than we did the season before, which I've seems a great reward for having the traps back to Wembley uh, three times just for the uh, championship. Was a good game the other night. That was yeah. worth the money. Okay. It? Well, this is. I think that's what they thought. They thought, oh, last year Real Madrid and Dortmund, they got it cheap. They're not getting it that cheap again. We'll just do them on an individual mm. basis, which is fine if you make a good start. But if you don't, of course, um, it struck me earlier on today that the inter-game, the inter-game at Wembley, could be something of a dead rubber. Well, it could be. So good luck selling that
1: out, Daniel. Mm, Yes. Um, Maybe you
2: should have gone with a package. At least you would have got your money up front. Or on the other
1: hand, if they beat PSV twice, which won't be easy. And uh, I mean, a good Tottenham, a fit good Tottenham Mm. will beat PSV, but that's, you know, have they got
2: that? But um, it just it struck me that uh, he's, he's taken a bit of a gamble on us, kicking off the tournament well, and it hasn't happened. So I think people, mm. because what's happening is, they want you to buy the tickets for the Champions League games well in advance. And I think people will be edging their bets, thinking, you know what, I might wait a bit longer. I may not sit in my normal seat at Wembley, but I may just hang on a little bit and yeah, see if I'm well, being asked to spend... You've only got to wait one game. If they don't, if they don't win the next game, then, then that one's done. £45 plus booking fee. Mm. It's always nice to see a booking fee, isn't it? pound seventy-five on every ticket. So, oh. Maybe you should have gone with the package,
1: Daniel. Maybe they should. You would have got your money up front. You see this finally, this one. Football fans disagree. I know you told me about this. So I know you know about this. Football fans disagree about incidents in the game because they are biased. Yeah. You think, really? That's a wonderful survey from the Do Bears University. Yeah, really? the uh,
2: University of York. They, <laughs> really? s- they scanned the brains of... Uh, they didn't need to. No, well, they, just listen to Talksport after a match. They scanned the brains of Chelsea and Manchester United fans. Insert your own gag there. Um, <laughs> Professor Tim Andrews said the parts showing the biggest differences are believed to have been conserved during uh, evolution. So, that was a long while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, they weren't playing football then, were they? <laughs> no. Fenech George was still turning <laughs> yeah, out, he was, supporting yeah. the idea a group mentality <laughs> may reflect primitive instincts. Mm. Yeah, of course. As Andy says, listen any phone-in
1: yeah.
2: uh, After a match. And uh, you'll be fully aware of just how biased football fans are. <laughs> Shouldn't many. you be at work, everybody? Yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Yes. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport, just in time to be the ultimate stocking filler for all football fans. The new You Are The Ref book is out. 300 footballing conundrums for you to solve by uh, Paul Trevelyan, the uh, one of the great uh, illustrators. And uh, the former head of the Referees Association and, of course, Premier League FIFA referee, Keith Hackett. Good afternoon, Keith. Oh, delighted to be on your show. Lovely to see you again. This, again, mm. they're, they're mm. lying on the desk. Everybody's picking this book up in the office, going through it. Our right. old mate Bob Mills has nabbed the spare copy. People, yeah. people love people it. People love it. They've, they've just kind yeah. of grown up with it and they love
3: yeah. uh, You Are The Ref. Yeah. I think it all stems really from, from really, Paul Trevelyan, who, who, who sort of was at the start. And mm. then he, I think he used to use Clive Thomas for a, for a spell. But Clive, uh, but Paul, of course, being Roy of the Rovers. Yeah. I mean, although they're ageing, the people that used to buy the the book, uh, the copy and, and the news and whatever. Yeah. Have grown with him. Yeah. And there are people who actually say to us, after the book's been out a year and it's still selling, when are you going to get a new one? It's mm. almost like we've now got a... And a running sort of cycle of uh, wanting people wanting them. Yeah. So I
2: I was going to say, how the scenarios come about? Do you come up mm -hmm. with the scenarios and Paul illustrates them or somebody bring them to you and you kind of give your judgment on them? What tends to happen
3: is the the scenarios come in, either to me or Paul, Mm. um, and and Paul has the real sort of selection process and then I get the the good bit and that the good bit is the drawing. Yeah, yeah. And what amazes me is, I I sometimes say to Paul, you've got the eyes of a referee mm. because you're able to do the, the, the drawing, piece of art really, to show what the, the if you like, the person who's asked the question. Yeah. What needs to be
2: answered. Yeah, it does really bring them I, to life. Like did...
1: Particularly this one, and uh, number two hundred and seventy seven who could have come up with this concept Mm. during a penalty shootout the home captain comes over to complain that the away keeper has put on unusually large boots (laughs) apparently with the heels padded out with newspaper meaning he can stand ahead of the goal line with his heels still touching it do you intervene and he's Mm. done a wonderful drawing of this ridiculous pair of boots that are far too big for a keeper but i mean you know obviously that probably wouldn't happen but i mean how did you resolve that one
3: what we do is we have to look at the laws mm. of the game, what I have to do, and then um, sometimes look back in history yeah, and with new scenarios, look at the law in detail and then say, look, uh, can it happen? Then You know, uh, in the, one of the earlier books, we had uh, the drawing of someone wearing a, a monkey outfit on the field. Mm. And, and I even said to Paul, that's never going to happen. Yeah. And then about three weeks after the book was published, we'd almost stimulated someone to do it. All right, so <laughs> somebody came and out and, in and ran out on the pitch. You did yeah. a thing about mascots. They feature, this is an
2: interesting mm. one. In a meaningless end-of-season game, the home manager says he wants to kick off with 10 men to make a point about his notoriously tight chairman refusing to spend money. Uh, he says he it's not it's not Maurizio Poggettino in the picture. He says he will send his eleventh player onto the pitch in the eleventh minute. Do you let him? That's quite an interesting Ooh, scenario. Good, I thought that was one. quite yeah. a good yeah. one. Yeah. And I think the up, the upshot of that one was you it
3: you shouldn't, but you you can buy in law you you can, can't you? Well, there are times when you know in the in, in the local park mm. you might have a team turning up late uh, and once they've got seven players, if they're A bit silly enough to come on the pitch, and it's kick-off time, then you kick off. And and these are the challenges Mm. that often don't occur on television in a professional game, but do occur... At grassroots level, and that's why we try to get these points over hmm. to educate young referees coming through. Yeah, I mean, you're
2: probably right. As a kind of, I mean, they're quite some of the scenarios are weird and wonderful because they're very entertaining. But, but by the same token, they could happen in a game. I don't know. Some of
1: them. I'm not sure this one would happen. You spot a substitute injecting himself while waiting to come on. Well, given the player's reputation, you think he could be using a banned substance? Oh, you don't say. But the player and the physio deny it. What now?
3: Well. Uh, what you've got to do is look at that. Uh, remember mm. that there are players who uh, do suffer uh, sugar levels. Oh, yeah. I and you d- true, and, yeah, and yeah, that yeah, scenario yeah. could happen. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think back it never happened, but uh, Gary Mabber, if you remember, uh, and you wonder, did he have one before the game? Yeah. Did he have uh, an injection at half-time, or did yeah, he just no, cover so it, it with a, things that good, he eat? Good point. So there, there are scenarios that... Um, you have to think long and hard about. At the end of the day, I say to referees, please apply common sense. Mm. Don't create a big fuss over it because you can always get an answer afterwards at grassroots level. Of course. I wonder
1: if this has ever happened, though. This is the referee. You are briefly knocked out by a shot. When you come to, you see one of your assistants has awarded a goal and the players are celebrating. How yeah. do you respond? So I suppose it's a goal.
3: It's a goal. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I can give you a, a personal... Uh, uh, piece of, if you like, memorabilia mm. if, in terms of my career. I was once refereeing in Sheffield, Freshfield, against Stocksbridge Works. Mm. Uh, Gordon Walker, who played for Stocksbridge Works, and I remember it distinctly because it caused me a lot of pain, he struck the ball, it was missing. I was in a stupid position, <laughs> hit me and went me in the back of the net. <laughs> uh, and it won. It was a winning goal. Oh. Um, and... Um, one of your finest moments, uh, Stocksbridge. Uh, <laughs> still remember it on occasions. I sit and watch Stocksbridge <laughs> playing the Northern Premier League, and oh, no. the guy will come. You're the guy that hit the ball. You're the Scored referee. because so I'll never forget. It, it, Place in their, their history. Happened. Was it um, a good
1: finish and a bit of a nod? Oh, it was. A, was, uh, was it, it was a diving the, header. <laughs> it, well, it was off the shoulder.
3: Yeah, went up in the air and over the head of the keeper. Oh no! Uh, I didn't do the celebration. <laughs> uh, uh, I is, just it, is like it Brian just...
1: Glover isn't it in another Sunday and Sweet FA where the ball comes across and oh, no, it isn't Brian Glover no somebody... it wasn't Brian Glover it's, No, it's the yeah, way, you're to... thinking of Kez yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what he did yes. it yeah. and he knocks it in it's, yeah. a,
2: it's a brilliant goal yeah. isn't yeah. it yeah. we've uh, Kevin's been in touch we asked mm. the listeners whether they've ever, ever had a moment like this I was once playing in a match where we came back from uh, 3-0 uh, down to equalise with seconds to spare this resulted in an entire team pile on celebration however as we piled on the other team kicked off and scored a winner
3: what would you have done, Keith? Says, uh, Kevin. Uh, I wouldn't have allowed the kickoff. Yeah, but within law, the referee's right uh, because you know if they're all in their own half, mm. then he's, he's done the kickoff. Yeah. My advice to that referee would be: well, just a minute, yeah. apply common sense here. Don't do it. But these are the scenarios mm. that can happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and yeah. when they happen, it's challenging for that referee on the day to come up with the right right scenario. Sure. Now, you've added um, a, a VAR
2: feature as well, mm. which is, as you said, is it kind of a beginner's guide to VAR, because it's going to come mm. into the Premier League definitely next season. We know that now. There's a clamour for it already. So,
3: um, yeah, you've looked at some different scenarios and things that could happen with VAR. Yes, I think I, I first of all, wanted the, 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 the readers to be aware how the system currently operates mm. and how it should operate. And... and uh, you know, in America they now put the video on the screen when there's a, a query and they inform the fans. And yeah. I've always said from day one, look, we want VAR in the Premier League. Referees want it. Uh, you know, in my day, three cameras and match of the day and probably Jimmy Hill giving me a bit of a slating mm. Uh, mm. in a 20-minute slot. Modern-day referees, 22 cameras minimum. Yeah. and. All angles played. And the exposure to the modern referees is, is massive. Yep. Mm. And therefore, I think that bringing in VAR, for me, was a no-brainer. And I'm, I, frankly, was disappointed the Premier League took the decision they did. Mm. They were obviously nervous, but like everything, anything new takes a bit of time. But they've had the, the history. I introduced uh, the communication kits. They've worked extremely well, referees around the world. It's a, it's a normal piece of kit. Goal line technology, it took us six years I started that process off. Nobody ever queries it anymore. Yeah, mm. you know, we just take it for granted. The spray, uh, the spray, which Mike Riley introduced, which was being used in South America well, for years. I, was, I went to South America, saw again, yeah. came back and went,
1: "This is brilliant." Why aren't we doing this?
3: And I, and I said the same. Uh, mm. And and you know, these things have been mm. introduced, and generally they take a bit of time bedding in, as the Premier League uh, we've seen. But the way they're operating at the moment is a no-no for me. One week it's. It's going to be used the next week. It's a cup competition. The referees and the VARs have got to get used to using it, and they've got to be a team. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's not perfect. I mean, we saw in the Liverpool Chelsea Cup game last week that when uh, Chelsea scored the first goal, Barkley probably was offside, but you you couldn't see it. Even no. VAR couldn't see it. So it's never going to solve everything, you anyway.
3: know. No, and I think that I think that's why with the right protocols and the Evolve, yeah. then we'll all become better. And our expectations as, as sports fans will be: I'm expecting the VAR to come in. Yeah. I know now that the process is check every goal, but I'm still. I've got to say this: I'm still anted where the referee goes to the side of the pitch and that starts having a look at a video screen. Mm. I think when I was a referee, as referees do, and I've got very good assistant referees. And they're telling me it's a penalty kick. It's a penalty kick. And the VAR's got to have the same status. I've, I've got the screen in front of me. I'm saying, referee, that's a penalty kick inside the area. And he just points and gives it the recriminations are afterwards so not that thing if you might want to have another look at that
1: no you don't think I, that's I, a good I, I, idea
3: no I, I don't think that's
2: but a good if idea if the
1: VAR gets it wrong then the referee well you know the referee can get and... but I mean yeah, yeah. yeah that's true the referee's on offer that's the problem but never going to be perfect correct. they will no, but it, find but system. we saw in the World Cup it, it worked
2: and it made, yeah. yes. it made it better it did yes. um, Mark very quickly says come on guys you've got to ask Keith about the player's prosthetic leg coming off and playing an attacker on side <laughs> I mean is that is that must? Is that always come up or something <laughs> I, I, I can't ever See that happening, Mark, but Keith's not answering that one for you. Great hey, question. Yeah, no, it's a brilliant book. No, no, it's, it's good. It's a brilliant book, and uh, the great thing about Paul's um, illustrations as well—you've got all the real players in there and all the real managers uh, featuring. So, uh, yeah, it's a uh, cracking stuff. As you said, a brilliant stocking filler. Yeah, and uh, we wish you well with it. Good to see you. Keith. Thanks very much. Thanks. It's delighted to be here. You Thank are you. the ref, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And we have another You Are the Ref, which we didn't get round to when Keith was here. I was about to take a penalty, but unknown to me, there was a guy in a helicopter above me who moved the ball telepathically. I missed. <laughs> Could Keith have told me what the laws were? Yours, G. McAllister. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> very we'll, good. Uh, we'll remember that one. Thank you very much, G. McAllister. Excellent. That uh, poor woman who's hit by uh, Tyrell Hatton is the second person to be hit yeah. on the golf course. I mean, we
2: are. I mean, people are hit by golf balls at tournaments all the time but we're going to hear about every one but, but it looked
1: quite nasty it's a it? strange photo because she's got a big she's got like a hole in her got, head but she's like big, smiling away there so. she's probably slightly concussed You're probably shocked i think this yeah the smile but it it's a very odd photo but anyway but we are going to hopefully see,
2: she's all right in every golf tournament when someone gets struck we are going to have a little run until until that you know for the, about the next few oh, weeks yeah, but we'll see then see people start saying oh no
1: they shouldn't allow people on the course and all that i mean you know been playing a lot of golf for a lot of years and it just happens to be two unfortunate people within a week. It doesn't mean you should throw out everything that's ever happened in the history of golf tournaments. No, you think know. people all, you know, people make their own minds yeah. up whether they want to take that chance or not. Talking of uh, golf, you see Turnbury results, Term- Trump Turnberry, it's his uh, five-star oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. golf resort and hotel, beautiful course of course, made a loss of 3.38 million last year uh, compared with the record 17.6 million reversed the previous year, so it's going in the right direction. It's a loss Since he's owned it. Thirty three million. Funny he hasn't tweeted about that one. (laughs) Don't know why. Somebody is, somebody uh, just uh, going
2: back to what we said yesterday, when you have a, when you have a joke player, when, you're a player yeah. that, when you come on, they laugh. And you feel bad about it. Yeah, but yeah, we have yeah. it, of course, do, yeah. with, these days with Moussa Sissoko. And somebody's just put up the clip of his volley that went over the bar against Barcelona. And you're in, you think of the moment Tottenham were in. They were trying to get back into a game to make it 3-3. And so it's, it's a moment of high tension. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is a little uh, clip that shows the reaction. Andy, let me just show it to you. What are the Tottenham fans doing as that ball uh, goes flying into row Z? You'll see it in a second. You'll see the little moment. There's the shot from Musa. Look at the fans when they cut to him. They're laughing. laughing. They're laughing. They're laughing. You wouldn't laugh. I mean, if that was Harry Kane who'd stuck it over the bar no, or you Lucas you Moore, laugh. you'd all be going, "Oh," no, and no. you'd be gutted. But honestly, it's a little comedy response which I think tells us uh, all we really need to know.
1: You might so, need him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: blimey. Yeah, he could, could go out and have an absolute blinder. But I'm not holding my breath. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksman and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. It's Friday, it's just gone three o'clock, and that music, of course, signals the arrival of Martin Kellner, squad <coughs> number nine.
0: Indeed, uh, a week of sport on TV. I've, yeah. watched, I've watched all the football, but as you know, uh, as I've said before, <laughs> mm. my motto is a football match is just a football match. Yeah, there's you know, there's not a great deal you can see. You've seen say one football match, you've seen them all. You've seen them all, so uh, thank you very much indeed, boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I did watch. I, I, mm. I'm a, a sucker for, uh, for a biopic, oh, yeah, um, and they all have. Have the same sort of tropes, the same cliches mm. in them. I watched. Uh, I don't know whether you've seen this, Pele: Birth of a Legend. I've not. No. It was a 2016 sort of family film, so yeah. it was mm. meant to appeal to kids as well. So therefore, you can't complain too much about the cliches mm. because there'll be kids growing up and not seeing all the cliches. Yeah. But for someone like me, who goes back to the Glenn Miller story, right. it's all very. <laughs> but, uh, not that Pele ever played. Um, ever played the sack? What was it? Trombone, no, wasn't he? Trombone player yeah. Glenn. Oh, I was I then mean, he, he wasn't bad. Yeah. Sorry, who played Pele in the movie? It was, uh, it was some kid I never heard of playing Oh, I was a kid, it wasn't it? So that was movie. the early years of it's, that, It of. was the birth of a legend. So oh. basically the story was Pele growing up uh, in in poverty,
3: shining
2: with, shoes in the Rio Station, wasn't he? That was in, one of his you, one of his jobs. There was a scene. Of yeah, yeah shining yeah.
0: the shoes. Yeah, um, grew up in uh, in poverty, I'd say, mm. which is a little village, just uh, <laughs> just uh, just outside uh, Baru, B-A-U-R-U, which I, produce, uh, I presume is pronounced uh, Baru. What I thought was interesting because it, it was all the kids. So it was, a, it was a bunch of kids, which they'd obviously rounded up from stage schools here, there, and everywhere, mm. with a variety of accents, which I thought could have been. I mean, why they were all speaking English anyway, little kids <laughs> yeah. in the street in, yeah. uh, in Brazil speaking English. But some of them spoke English with an American accent. Some of them spoke English with a, with a British accent. Mm. Some of them spoke English with a sort of Brazilian-ish accent if you like mm. and I thought that would be quite easy to fix and I, I looked at the, I wonder if anybody else had noticed I looked at the reviews and actually uh, one of the view, reviews interestingly enough uh, described the film as limp which I thought given, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> given what Pelé <laughs> went on to do and his yeah po, you of know, course his, his famous <laughs> ad campaign <laughs> yeah. Yeah. precisely not yeah. me you understand most no, no, unfortunate yeah. why did he
1: wear that Southwester we never we never
2: worked out, out. why he saw, wore no, Southwester in that, that yeah, we
0: never wondered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes it a, it's a well known story but I thought quite interesting for the kids in that you know you assume, I and mean, we we know, but kids will assume, and it was aimed at a family audience. Uh, the Brazil were always great, mm. but then we had the ninety. One of the scenes in it was them all listening to the nineteen fifty uh, World yeah. Cup final against Uruguay, you know, and the huge disappointment. And then Pele, I'm sure this never happened, but Pele turns around to his dad and says, "I will win the World Cup for Brazil <laughs> in eight years." Yeah. 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 Mark, a, well, he, was, Mark well, he would have, have been about in a 5 Ten, victory no, over nine. Yeah. Nine he was at that yeah, point. Yeah, he would have been, yeah, in I-51. So, um, but it, it was, Pele was uh, uh, credited as one of the producers mm. of, the, of the movie. Mm. I'm not sure how much production Pele put in, but I thought it was interesting the guys, and the reason I watched it was the, the guys who directed and produced it uh, and wrote it were Jeffrey and Michael Zimbalist. Oh. Now, okay. Ephraim? Ephraim Re- Zimbalist Jr. Seven, yes. Seventy Seven Sunset Strip. Lots of great um, maverick, FBI, F- FBI, American TV yeah.
2: shows of the seventies and sixties yeah. and seventies. So I, I was
0: interested to find out if they were uh, were any relation. But having looked up their um, the work I do for this spot, it's the, great. The yeah. research, it's Google research, yes. it's phenomenal, <laughs> and I can do it all on my phone. <laughs> but um, yeah, I looked up to see if they were relation. But then I found that they actually uh, directed the the two Escobar's, which was one of the oh wow uh, that yeah is a one hundred thirty for the, the brilliant yeah documentary. it's a brilliant documentary. Which kept me watching almost to the end. Yeah, just um, to just to see. Just to see. Um, the 2
2: Escobars have got nothing to do with the two mics. The producer was. In. <laughs> yeah, cool. we are the two <laughs> Escobar's. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much. Yeah, that's yes. nice. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> No, it's, it's it's good to clear up the <laughs> confusion there between the two Escobar's and the, and the two mics. They often get confused. Uh, yeah, precisely because yeah. one pair uh, complete. Abomination, really, and uh, been uh, responsible for a lot of ills in mankind. And the other pair, of course, are drug dealers. And (laughs) one's a drug dealer, one's a fullback.
2: Sadly, yeah, slain um, footballer. But anyway, it's a bit dark. We better move on. There's nowhere to go. I
1: watched uh, a brilliant. 30 for 30 short this week I was telling Paul about it which was uh, about these two people this mum and married couple old married couple that did all the schedule for Major League Baseball have you ever seen this yes I think I have it's incredible yeah. these two people and there were these big universities trying to sort of nick the work off them and saying we've right. got these big computers and they did it on sort of sheets and you know sort of mathematic formulas that sounds great well it was, it was check some, that one out well you should it was very yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. I'm not being facetious
0: Oh, they're all good, good though, and I think yeah. I was getting it mixed up with I don't think I have seen that I saw the one about the guys who invented what became fantasy football oh that's good that that is really good as well and that's Mm. uh, you know, that came from ago. baseball, yeah. yeah. So, what else did you notice this week, Mark? Well, I'll tell you what else I noticed. Yeah. Um, uh, football archives, mm. uh, year 78 79. This is another one that's on BT Sport too.
2: Where can we see that Pelé film? Oh, A lot it's of people all over would have loved to have seen it,
0: yeah, definitely. It's on, that's why I thought I'd talk about it because mm. it's on all the time. It's on, it's just appeared on Sky Movies Family or right. Sky Family Movies. Okay, well,
1: I'll look out for it, and that. it's on every game. Is it called
0: Pelé? It's called Pelé. Birth of a Legend. Of mm, a okay. legend. Made I in might, 2016 yeah. by the Check that I could do with it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun, but it, it is limp. Don't take. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Mean, shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just combining Pele and limp. It just. You can't help it. yourself. You can't can you? help yourself. No. So anyway,
2: the, uh, football archive.
0: Yeah, this is a thing that that uh, it's like a half-hour show which is on in between matches and things on uh, BT Sport yeah. too. And uh, they they t- they lay great store by the soundtrack arch- They say brilliant archive soundtrack, mm. and it is. But you can't hear it because they use they have the commentary on the football, and underneath. So you've got Barry Davis, yeah. and underneath Barry Davis, you can just hear "Cool for Cats" by Squeeze. <laughs> you know, the seventy eight. But I mean, really, if you didn't know the song, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't hear really? it.
1: Really, no. So they've wasted the soundtrack. They've
0: wasted. It. You have the. Bus- Why don't
1: they get Barry to come back in, redo the commentary, but like, sing along? With right. it. To, to do add as a a mix. kind of lines. karaoke lines from Call for Cats <laughs> that he has.
0: Yeah. yeah, do it as a mix. And also, the Buzzcocks was on as well. Ever Fallen in Love, another great song, oh, yeah, another great, great song, track. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought what was interesting 78, 79, what's that? Is that 30 odd years ago? Yeah, now? yeah, it is. And the Alex Sabella was playing for Sheffield United. Mm. Um, and the uh, Barry Davis said, Oh, a piece of magic there, straight out of Buenos Aires, because nice. it was such a novelty mm. to have a guy from, but he was well, that was to, uh, the
2: same time as Ozzy and, and Ricky yeah, came in. He at was. yeah he yeah.
0: was and I I've forgotten what a great player he was I don't know whether they, they just showed mm. you the with uh, Harry Haslam didn't he? he had a sort of connection he with He did the, they were going to gonna sign yeah, well that right. could
2: have been the bir- Maradona the birth of the legend they Harry Haslam tried to bring um, Maradona yeah, he, he to that's Sheffield right. United didn't yeah. he
0: yeah. Anyway, so that was. Then I watched the other one, 1977 78, mm. um, where we. I love you know, 70s football. It's yeah. just great. Mm. Um, and again, we, we ruined uh, Peaches by The Stranglers. Oh, okay. Um, which is another great track from. Uh, well, I was thinking, after,
2: you know, my theory that basically when a managerial job comes up for grabs, Sam Allardyce lying on a sunbed in Spain, like um, uh, Ray Winston in Sexy Beast, hears in, a, in the distance, uh, 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 and he knows a job's up. So I think last week it would have been loud and clear from uh, the Costas when he was lying there in his uh, skimpies because the villa job came up, didn't it? The villager. Do you want my yeah. Hugh Cornwall anecdote? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah,
0: I do. I've, I've interviewed him, and you, you obviously <laughs> Andy. Well. Yeah, Andy, I was uh, playing
1: cricket with him. Oh, right. And I inadvertently, I saw him. Somebody You never I, met him at this point? I never you? met him before. So I was standing next to him, we were getting changed, and I thought I don't know why, I started going, mm, mm, mm. Did it, did it. And so he said to me, "You taking the Mickey?" Oh, no. Yes, he would do. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said no. Oh, no, sorry. But it just—it was. <laughs> We've become firm was, friends since was, then. Yeah. Subliminal. Yes, subliminal. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: it was. Uh The only other thing I, I watched. Well, I watched two things. Uh, I watch because I've seen it before. But yeah. it's on. It's a five five part series again. Uh, OJ made in America. Uh, which starts oh well, a, I've,
2: I've seen that documentary I've it's a, it, yeah. amazing this is the five, five part yeah. documentary not, yeah the documentary not the kind of um, no not, not the, 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 the one with David Schwimmer I didn't know, see the, no, Kardashian, I, didn't, I couldn't no. be bothered with that I've Got to be no. honest. the documentary is amazing it's an it Oscar is. winner isn't it it yeah. is yeah, its and, and I think
0: they showed it in two parts on yeah. BBC2 mm. um, it's on BT yeah, uh, it Sport I at the moment it's on in five parts and they've just had the first one so you've got four so if you've not seen it definitely definitely watch that it's brilliant Just this week's was the early scenes and in when he school, won the Heisman and Trophy and everything, right. yeah, it was oh, a that,
2: great, uh, a great player, wasn't he? That was oh, a great, yeah. unbelievable player, mm.
0: fantastic. Mm. And it, it starts actually with the with the bit of him in prison doing the interview about getting, uh, yeah, uh, and he still seems. He used to be in denial, you know, when you see the prison thing, and then it goes back through the story. It's a great yeah. story. Um, and the exciting news on Sky Sports News yeah. is that Andy Carroll is back in training. Oh, okay, Good. great. I thought, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for that, because we, we sort of <laughs> missed him in the early part of the season. You know, lots of... Yeah. Um, so that was the exciting news there. I know nobody's as excited as I am. And <laughs> well, uh, the, uh, the preview of Salzburg versus Celtic, and I thought, uh, it was uh, Aylid Barber who did it. it was, yeah. Is Was is it pronounced Aylid? She quite good. She, I've seen her on the BBC, yeah, the yeah, role, yeah. Um, which is uh, she must have gone to Sky now because she was doing this oh, in really? Sky Sports. Okay, but I thought when they said you know, this was the night of that, well, so it would have been last night. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so it was there the match, and uh, they joined her in Salzburg. Guess what she started with? Guess what happened in uh, the start of this little package that she put together about in,
2: in with the, I don't know. i just, I'm just with the people. hills
0: are alive with oh, the fans oh. of Celtic. Oh, is that? Uh, And we have yes, the hills are
2: alive with the fans of Celtic. So yes. you okay. told
0: me you watched Chelsea, last night you? you didn't watch the Rugby League, I couldn't believe that. No, I'll tell you what, I, I was in a casino, not gambling, right. but no, I was in a casino having a drink with my son. Watching, the, more watching the telly. Massive screens.
2: I know the one. Yeah. yeah, Leicester Square. Is that yeah. The one?
0: Well, no, I was in, oh, right. in, at home in Leeds, Victoria Casino, All right. and they had the... To, they have these massive screens yeah. in UHD. I suppose they do the same in Leicester Square. Mm, yeah. And uh, they had Chelsea on one screen, Celtic on the other. So, you, you know, your eyes. But they have the Rugby League on in a little... There's so many different rooms, yeah. like a poker room and a, mm. a room for the high rollers. Victory for um,
2: Warrington, wasn't it? We should... It was, uh, well, yeah, they beat yeah, St Helens, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was sort of aware it was going on, but mm, I've, I've sort of got a bit disenchanted with Super League. Have to, you really? A yeah. man yeah. who loves I, it as well. Why That's is not it not good? I, I don't know. I, I just feel that, you know, the crowds have been down and uh, they, they sort of can't decide how to work out the end of season. You know, they keep yeah. on changing it. The Super 8s, the qualifiers. And my team are in the Championship. but right at the bottom of the Championship. I don't know, and I really, literally, I've asked people, I don't know whether we're going to go down. We're setting to bottom mm. uh, at the moment. I don't know whether we're going to go down or not because we're playing in a thing which they call, there's the qualifiers and then there's the one we're in which is called the Championship Shield or something <laughs> which is for the bottom teams. In <laughs> it's the, got
2: too complicated.
0: It's got too complicated. Yeah. for me. I'm sure that's the, you know they need to simplify it. Yeah. I mean they all, they always have and I can see the reason for playoffs. The reason for playoffs is to keep interest going. So yeah. every team, sure. so there's no end of season, which I can see and everybody knows there is a logic behind that. Mm. But I think rugby league have mixed uh, have mixed it up so much and they've changed it so often that you know when I first started watching it was two divisions yeah. and there was two teams went down, two teams went up, and then but I could sit and then there was a playoff at the top. So you were more or less every team had an interest there may be two or three teams didn't but they've fiddled with it so much yeah. that, um you do
2: kind of think after the grand final one year someone from uh, uh, the rugby league going to say we've kicked in the new best of 3 rule so we'll <laughs> see you all here on wednesday
0: <laughs> yeah. for game 2 you do, i mean the grand final is great the grand yeah. final is a fantastic night at old trafford and i wouldn't yeah. diss that any and i wouldn't just sort of diss it in anywhere i think it's still a great game and the great athletes but, Simplify I, it. I, I, yeah, I did listen to the end of Warrington St Helens on Talk Sport 2. Of course. So there was, you know, there's a rugby, we, if you are a rugby league fan, loads of coverage on Talk Sport 2.
2: You're back right. overnight on hey, overnight. Talk, talk, radio talk Radio for the next
0: two nights. Prime yeah. time in parts of Australia. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> yes. Martin's
2: yeah. back next Friday to uh, look at uh, the world of sport on TV. There we are. That was this afternoon show. I'm going to go and watch that Pele film. Martin was talking about. It sounds quite terrible, <laughs> but uh, compelling at the same Horrendous. time. Yeah, but well, I'll give it a go. Anyway, uh, have a great weekend. We've got some great guests for you next week. Al Murray, Paul Whitehouse will be here. Mark Waters, fantastic player for Liverpool and Villa, and uh, lots more besides.